It is time now for Conversations with the Mayors, brought to you by Gonzalez Painters and Contractors, voted best painters in the triangle by Indie Week and featuring a 4.9 star Google rating. Gonzalez Painters and Contractors, commitment to excellence and transformative artistry speaks volumes. Trust the experts to exceed your expectations for your next interior or exterior paint project. Visit fgpainting.com for more on them. Talking Carborough today, and we are joined in the studio by the mayor of Carborough, Barbara Fouché. How are you? Doing good. How about you? It's I'm, Friday. I'm Happy doing Friday. Good. I've only been working for 11 straight hours. I almost said good morning. I'm so used to saying good morning to literally everyone who walks You're in this morning, room. You're the morning man. Uh, well, you had a uh, you had a big meeting on Tuesday night, uh, so let's uh, let's let's break that down. We've talked a little bit about the the big decision that came down, which was the the five story residential building on West Main Street. But what should folks know about it? Folks should know that. We had a text amendment on the table, and we also had uh, rezoning. Uh, those were two separate public hearings. The folks that are interested um, in doing this project uh, wanted to go up 65 feet, which is the equivalent of five stories uh, for this multifamily project. Um, there is density in the project. I believe it is on 1.16 acres. I find that it is ideal to some of what we aspire to from our comprehensive plan on that small track of land to go up instead of out and hopefully to, uh, to ease flooding and stormwater runoff. I do believe uh, that the folks that are involved with the project, they uh, may even be interested in increasing the stormwater requirement. And that's something, you know, certainly that the council is is always interested in for those who want to go above and beyond the stormwater control measures uh, yep. other than what we have in land use ordinance. So and we're getting some affordable units out of it. Uh, it's my understanding uh, that it's between 34 and 40 units and we'll get hopefully somewhere between six and eight affordable units. And I'll take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, some is better than none. Right. And so the project just, uh, it really speaks to what we want to see here in our community as it relates to development. It provides some needed housing, missing middle, and some affordable units. And so subsequently, the council did vote in favor of both of those uh, public hearing items. And so just, just happy for that to move to the next stage, which will be the SUP phase. It really underscores just how big an issue housing and affordable housing are in this whole community because that was such a that's such a big development going in and mm-hmm. it was a like really significant move and council members were excited about it and it's such a small percentage of the overall need right mm-hmm. like there's so much that we just need to constantly be doing right and so you know what I want the community to know is that you know there was a lot of public comment and concern about flooding and and stormwater and and how well that structure would fit with the surrounding area where you have Berkshire Manor mm-hmm. kind of to the back of the property and then of course Bardow Creek across the street um, the post office and so it, it will bring a change but but I do again I I just I'm the kind of person that kind of wants to to try to do both things it's mm-hmm. not this or that it's okay well let's 
provide some needed housing, but at the same time, let's see if we can get, you know, our applicants, the folks that are going to do the project to, you know, increase the stormwater requirement or do some of these other things. This will come in the SUP process. We'll tighten up a little bit on some of the conditions. And so um, certainly we want to continue to hear from community as this um, project moves forward because we still got a little bit of ways to go yet. I mean, that was just kind of sort of the beginning of it. Uh, the project worked its way through the joint review and certainly we had the planning board to say yes, transportation advisory board to say yes. The appearance commission, of course, you know, they brought up concerns about the height, you know, and how well it would fit into the area. That's part of, you know, what their charge is. Um, but certainly I just encourage community to stay engaged as this project moves forward. And not to not to respond to the people who were concerned about this project by saying, hey, let's put even more stuff there. But is there is there like a vision for that particular like corner around Main Street and 54, like beyond housing, like activating that space with with other things as well? Yeah. So you so you remember we approved the Lloyd Farm development. Mm-hmm. Um, I, be, I want to say it was back in 2019. Well, that's uh, on the other side of uh-huh, Main, it's on right? the other yeah. side. Uh, former Mayor uh, Lydia Lavelle um, was at the helm when that got across the finish line, but um, I don't know of any other changes in that particular. I corridor. guess that would be a lot going into to that part yeah. of town too. Yeah, I don't even think about Lloyd Farm going in, but yeah, mm-hmm. that'll that'll be a transition too. Yeah. Uh, other things that came out of of that meeting uh, on Tuesday night. Um, so there was also a public hearing around uh, stormwater. Um, there will be a $10 increase in the uh, in the stormwater fees that folks will see on their property tax bills. And that is to accommodate one more stormwater staff member, um, as well as to pour some more money into the Stormwater Enterprise Fund for capital projects and other operational needs. We did do that. And there was a, you mentioned Council Member Randy Haven O'Donnell had an idea for possible yes, change down the yes. road. With so stormwater. that's that's something that um, I hope that we will discuss. I don't know if we'll see a way forward, but currently the stormwater staff is being paid out of the Enterprise Fund. And the question was raised by Council Member Haven O'Donnell about potentially moving those positions to being paid out of our general fund, which would open up more funding for stormwater resiliency and capital projects and things of that nature. And so the council agreed. It may go to the Stormwater Advisory Commission, um, but certainly it'll be a, it'll be a subject of um, our budget discussion <laughs> for sure. Speaking with uh, Carborough Mayor Barbara Fouché, uh, talking about this past meeting, which happened a few days ago on Tuesday. We've also got a meeting coming up next week, Tuesday, right? We do. And the big item next week will be public parking, pay parking, and everything in between. This has been an ongoing conversation um, and so I think in this meeting, there will be some ideas brought back as it relates to paid parking. Um, we also would need at least one FTE um, if the council um, agrees. Full-time employees. Uh, yeah, yeah, full-time employees. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> these, these little acronyms, right? Um, so, yes. And so I'm looking forward to uh, that conversation and just seeing where that goes. I know um, our economic development director, John Hartman Brown, has really been hard at work along with other town staff to uh, bring this item forward to the council. Do you get a sense of like where the council in general stands on paid parking, like generally in favor or generally on the fence? Opposed? It's hard to say now because when the when the conversation started, it was a different council. So mm-hmm. now you have somewhat of a, a new council, two brand new council members and council member Frey and Merrill, both who, who are very uh, thoughtful and in tune in what's happening in town. But 
I I would love to to hear from both of them, you know, just to see what thoughts are. But there was um, generally interest amongst those of us who were there for the initial conversation. Other things going on in Carver that folks should know about? Well, um, it's Women's History Month yep. uh, this month. I do know that there's a poetry event at Steel String Brewery tonight. I believe it starts at 7.30. And I think our Carborough Poet Laureate, Liza Wolf Francis is helping to uh, lead all that up and has helped to organize it. So I hope that I'll get a chance to drop in for that and look for other events throughout the course of the month uh, to celebrate Women's History Month. And then early voting is uh, tonight and tomorrow, and then election day is Tuesday. I kind of, assu- I'm not going to ask. I assume you've already voted, or or you've got a specific <laughs> plan to. I literally just I, voted today. I've been putting it off. Yeah, Aaron, I thank you for bringing that up because my <laughs> my schedule is running so wild these days and just really busy. I voted the very first day of early oh, good. voting. Yeah. yeah, because my husband he always goes on the on the very first day, and so I got off work and I was like. I think the early voting site is still open. Yep. I said, let me do this now. (laughs) Let me cast my ballot now. So, yes, I'm just encouraging everybody. I was talking to a reporter from the uh, Daily Tar Heel um, this morning, and um, we were ending the interview, and she said, is there anything that, you know, you want to say? And I said, well, I said, I, you know, what I've noticed is that it it appears that most people that are voting are middle to, you know, kind of late age. We don't have a lot of young people voting. And so just to encourage people, just vote, just Mm -hmm. get in the habit of voting, regardless of whether it's a primary or general election. Just just go ahead and cast your ballot, you know, uh, let your voice be heard through your vote. It really does matter. We've seen here locally how elections can be. What was it that um, over in Chapel Hill, what was separating? Couple, couple like votes six, here and six there. Six votes, yeah. you know, and 24 votes and things of that nature. And, and they, you know, these are big elections this year. And so everybody needs to be cued into that and just go ahead and vote. You know, in primary, of course, Super Tuesday um, is March 5th. And if you don't make it to early vote, just make sure you get out Tuesday to vote. It's really, really important this year. It's how, important every year, actually. I always tell, like when, when, the, when I'm teaching American government semesters, when I do that at Durham Tech, I always tell students, like, it's, it's not even necessarily about you being the deciding vote or your candidate winning or losing. Elected officials can look at the percentages and they can see X percent of 20-year-olds vote, X percent mm-hmm. of 50-year-olds vote. So when they're prioritizing which issues they care about, they're going to prioritize the issues that are most important to the people who turn out to vote. Yeah. Um, and just I, I was over at Carborough High School last night. Um, I spoke at the Black and Brown Student Coalition event, you know, and just talking to them and just saying, you're you're our future leaders. You know, you're our voices for the future. And, and certainly I'm always in tune with with whatever is happening with young people, like what their issues are and and what they hope for their own future and their children's future. You know, all that's being set up right now. Yep. And so if you're not paying attention right now, I mean, you know, you get out of school and go to college, the kids being born, get married, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, that it's... <laughs> The foundation is being set up right now. So, um, yeah, just just vote. I mean, you know, bring your ID, of course. ID is required now. That's the biggest change. And just get get to an early voting site. Is there like a particular like down ballot race that you're that maybe should get more more press than it's getting? Uh, the ballot that I filled out was all down ballot and all important. So fill out every <laughs> race, every race. There was um, the judges race was was at the end. Yep. And so that's definitely an important one. Um, and we know the governor, the lieutenant governor, you know, the um, superintendent, 
you know, public instruction. Now, all that, all those were, I just looked at it and I was like, you got to vote for all of this, right? <laughs> it's like you can't afford to, to miss a beat. My problem is I live in Durham, so I vote in Durham. If you ask, like I, I work in Chapel Hill and I focus so much on Orange County government and politics and elections and races that if you ask me during election season about the Orange County specific races, I can tell you this and that and the other thing about every single candidate. Last night, I'm looking at the list of 11 candidates running for county commissioner in Durham. It's like, I've got to start from scratch learning about all these folks. Was it 11 for the Durham County I think 11. Oh, wow. And you vote for five. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. We got what? Three or four incumbents in there. Three or four incumbents. Yeah. And And, and and a a bunch of of new people. Yeah. More more than five that are definitely worth being elected. So it was a tough choice. And have been endorsed, too, because I've kind of been reading and I think um, maybe one or two of them were were formerly on the school board over in Durham. So it should be interesting. And is that a red flag or is that a point in their favor? I don't even know. Depends on who's looking at it. What did you do when you were on the school board, right? (laughs) Uh, Got to wrap up. Anything else that folks should know about uh, things coming up? I, you know, I don't think so. I just um, encourage people to, you know, just keep up with what's going on in local government. You know, we live stream our meetings. We have a YouTube channel. Our communications and engagement director, she, she puts out a weekly update via email that just lets you know everything that happened during the meeting and what was approved. And I just want to encourage people to just really, really uh, keep up with that because I, I don't want folks to, to feel left out of anything that's happening over at Town Hall. CarboroNC.gov is the Mm -hmm. website. Go there and find out more. Mayor Barbara Fushi, thank you so much. Thank you.